0: All I ever has is keep a more than 92 with me one honey. The greatest one honey. LA
1: all I ever has is one honey. LA yeah. The greatest All I ever has is one. And we're back after a wonderful eventful weekend. We're so happy. I've never been so happy to hear that someone is going to take an ice bath.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Don't think about that one too hard. Welcome <laughs> to under talk everybody.
2: Well, uh, I gotta be honest. What I thought of immediately was I was at Lake Superior over the weekend and it was, it was very cold. Like an it was ice, an bath. ice bath. <laughs> it was. So when you said that, I was like, I just did that. And it was horrible. It was <laughs> so bad. uh, People have got some, some rough times ahead of them, jumping in ice baths.
1: Yeah, Dash, we're sorry, man, but that's what's got to happen. Yep. Uh, we're here to do 100 Talk, of course, our LCS coverage of 100 Thieves. Yo. And I'm Cole, and that's Jordan. We are powered by the wonderful drink known as Ribbit Energy Fuel. This is a Citrus X, my favorite flavor, celebrating one of my favorite LCS wins yep. of all time. A classic.
2: A classic, and
1: win. our lighting and capture is pr- uh, is provided by Elgato as well. So thank you to them, Jordan. I have been enjoying recently the light strip. Ooh, I got one of these during the prime, the Elgato Prime sale, which was like the day before my birthday. Perfect timing. So I was like, ah, I'll gift myself an RGB strip because I I <laughs> like generally not super interested in them. Yeah, Um, but. I was like, it's Elgato. I love them. Plus, it'd be nice to have like an extra like strip light of white. Like I don't do colors, but I like you know white in places. I was like, yeah, what the heck? I'll try it. Happy birthday to me, and I did. And I'm actually converted.
2: (laughs) Are you using Are you using it for any RGBs? That's the true conversion. If they can get you to turn your stream setup into a disco show, we'll know.
1: No, still doing just the whites right now. But I still uh, I still am enjoying it a lot. It's good to know. Still vibey.
2: That even if you don't yeah. want a disco in your computer setup, you can use it for white. Well, you can use the nice, soft, gentle light. Back thing. in the white zone. Yeah, I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it.
1: <laughs> All right, let's talk, let's talk LCS, Jordan. Okay. How about we do that instead? Quickly, of go. Whatever. N- hurry. Let's move to LCS. <laughs> Hold on, I somehow have slipped your uh, your camera out of alignment. Oh. So let me face that before we talk mm. about that. Okay. So um we're gonna go back to like talking about the games uh for a bit. And I think like I'm gonna have to resist the urge in this pod to not do too much of quote addressing the haters. Yeah, we we've moved on from that. We're have we? We haven't really.
2: <laughs> Spoiler alert. And,
1: which is why I'm saying it's I'm, I'm going to have to resist the temptation. Yeah. But it's gonna be it's gonna be a topic because that's a lot of the chatter around the org. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was just thinking about it earlier and, uh, and, and so we'll do that and we'll mm. talk about some general things and we'll set the stage for what should be, uh, an interesting episode of the dive coming up mm. as well as what, sh- what promises to be a very unpredictable LCS weekend. So yeah. cannot wait. Yep. 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 All right. Uh, TSM, I guess we got to start with that. I guess we got to start with TSM.
2: Yeah, let's start there.
1: Did you Do you have any sense of like Well maybe they're gonna like get their act together No
2: I have zero sense of that to be honest And you didn't
1: go into the game
2: No not really I I mean Let me just ask a general question of you If you just look at their roster Does this look like A top three roster to you Take the Take the nameplates of organization Off the roster
1: true no it does not
2: it doesn't and so what is it about tsm lately that has inspired this great confidence in people is it their management is it their coaching like what why are we assuming that this team will suddenly become better than the players who are on it like it takes something special to accomplish that not just like i don't know just tsm man they're probably gonna be great
1: Yeah, it's like the, the the one thing is the background noise, you know? It's like yeah. clearly the org is not in a good place, yeah. and it's probably uh, pretty hard as a player to thrive in an environment like that. Mm-hmm. I got to admit, though, some part of me is like, you know how it usually like clicks for a little bit yeah. when it's no, brand that's new? That's true. That is true. And, it and they win. had, I think they <laughs> won their second game, right? Together get a loser. But yeah. I was like, oh, maybe that's going to happen. Maybe we're going to like have a trap game or whatever. Sure. So... Always, and, and maybe it's just my paranoid nature as a 100 Thieves fan now, because I always feel like, okay, I don't really know what's going to happen. But a I little, a little bit of nervousness, just yeah. the tiniest shape, but and, largely comfortable.
2: And look, I, like, I think that the roster they've got could be good with time. But I think it's, it's a very unrealistic and unfair expectation to say that suddenly they're going to vault to... Top three sure. type of performance. Okay. And that's where we're at. And that's the matchup we had this weekend. That's but why.
1: granted, yes, but granted, like imagine feeling that trepidation and then firing up the LCS stream yeah. on Saturday. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And seeing us draft Tom Kench. Oh.
2: <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, by the way, for anybody who's not following, 100 top five, uh, I, I, I do this. I enjoy this greatly after a game. I'll go through and look at your tweets and replies if you've been able to watch it live. It's, it's just like, it's a voyage through the psyche of a shattered man. You know, <laughs> like you start, <laughs> you start off just I, just devastated. I can sense the devastation. I've watched, of course, I watched the game first. So I don't spoil it by reading your tweets. Uh, but yeah, I, I can understand where you're coming from, Cole. Uh, it has not been. And actually I thought it was very interesting. On the cast, there, I think it was Freak who maybe said, "This is this is who he's most played." And look, this is not like shaded Freak for getting that that factoid wrong. But it it like when he said that, it I had a physical reaction. I was like, Ugh, most played Tom <laughs> Kench, yuck. Uh, but he's played it a lot. He has played it a lot. There's a, a third. I think it's third
1: most. Well, <clears throat> most played because he's played it twice, which is the most he's played any champion.
2: I feel like he he went to like, they zoomed out to career right.
1: Oh, did they? I, I, don't, they did. I don't remember yeah. that part of it because I was so dismayed by the pick that I was just focused on my reaction to it. Um, but this split, yeah. Uh, he's played Nami, TK, and Renata twice each. Yeah. And everything else, he's only played once. But look, I'm just saying, I, I watched us ban Talia, who I was like, we need to be playing Talia. Yeah. And I watched us draft yeah. Tom Kench. Yeah. Uh-oh. And not just draft Tom Kench, but draft Tom Kench in the first round of picks. So anyway, I had a sinking feeling. I just had this like, I I don't feel super good about this. Yeah. Well it finally worked. The TK finally yes,
2: worked. Yeah.
1: This was the first time I felt like, yeah, it worked. Pass splits when he's played it. Even I think we even won a game or two with yeah. him playing it. And this is all like since the rework, right? Yep. Um even when we went, I'd never liked the pick. Never liked it. And then this was the game where things were different. Yeah. Who he Tom Kench was solid and and even more importantly, FBI had ultra confidence oh. in this game. Maybe because of the safety the pick provides, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And FBI being back was like the singular story of this game for me. Absolutely. But I was so happy to see the aggression
2: yeah. out of him. I think the, the moment I realized that it's a new week in the LCS was it was a uh, he gale forced forward under turret.
1: Under turret.
2: He he played Ophelios, Lane Ophelios, mind you, not mid to late game Ophelios, Lane Ophelios like an absolute bully because he had the TK there to escort him to safety after he, you know, just absolutely uh Besmirched the bot lane. It was, <laughs> it was a delightful thing to see. Um, yeah, man, it looked good. He like the aggression is just—it's so weird because we've spent a lot of this split talking about the, we got the uh rely, uh, I almost called the reliability patch. Maybe they need that too for client. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, the durability, right? So we get the durability. We got the the TP changes, like all these things that are making him less aggressive in lane. And it's as if he just suddenly woke up this week and decided, you know what? I'm actually going to just play as aggro as I'd like to. Um, yeah. And it worked.
1: It did. And it worked to the tune of, I think six kills for him. Uh, wow. Let me check that. Yes. Six. Oh, and four and finished about 50 CS ahead of the jinx. Wow. Which is always a very good feeling. Um, And you know, so much of this split up to this point has been like, you know, what's going to happen with Abadaga? Yep. And, you know, can he be more consistent? Is he going to keep playing like this lane monster that emerged over the past couple of weeks? You know, we talked about all this stuff. And at the was it the end of the last podcast where I was like, will we ever talk about FBI again? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Actually, it was. Yeah.
1: The answer is yes. Yeah. We talked about him first because he, he yeah, he just... Him being back to looking like himself, like that is that is like the final piece of the puzzle. Feels yep. like to me. Yep. Now, uh, and I don't want to like lead into a conversation I'll we'll have later, but at the same time, I get it. This was week five, so we've still got some work to do. And I'm not saying like this yeah. is you know Exodia is formed or whatever, but. This is a very positive sign for us. It's like it feels like the the final piece of the puzzle is starting to come into play. Yep.
2: Yeah. All of the things that we know can hit independent, independently, and at, over the course of the split, have hit at different times. This weekend was all all cylinders firing. Um, we looked darn good, uh, and
1: we didn't have to resort to old tricks mm-mm. either. That was what was promising. So. And I guess maybe we can talk about this quickly as like a way to wrap up the TSM thing as just, just to get that game out of the way because yeah. it wasn't close. It was a quick game. Yeah, We stomped. Uh, everybody looked good. Abidaga played Lissandra. Um, I don't know. Yeah, We didn't have the Poppy. We played into Blue Side Poppy. Yeah. And still like it was not a problem at all. Um, but you know, we didn't go to old tricks. We took out... An early game lead. We built it (laughs) and (laughs) snowballed it. Yeah, that is not what we typically have done this split. Yeah, you know, and Uh, so when things are when things are just functioning in that way, the team looks different.
2: Yeah, and this is honestly so. This is closer and Abadaga with one kill between the two of them, fifteen assists between the two of them. Like these are not the typical. Uh, recipe for success for summer 2022 yeah. uh, thieves right I love to see us winning games in new ways um, and this felt like one of those I think honestly the new tech here was oh Tom Kench can be a good champ turns out <laughs> you know it, it, we finally unlocked that we, we ought to give credit Cole as two of the biggest haters in the Tom Kench club uh, to them for sticking with this and continuing to try to find ways to make it work for us I mean, it's it's kind of like, you know, hey, Aphelios, We've seen FBI, great champ in the team fights uh, later in the game. Also, it turns out if you can get him ahead of early, even better. You know, even better if you can win lane with Ophelios, it becomes much easier. And it's not just like a slow, steady scale and simmer. You know, it's it's the explosive. I've got some kills. Um, I'm up 50 CS. Then you just you, you don't really get to play against him too much. Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, and then fun fact, I, I look at the uh, if you type LCS results in Google. They have a little widget and it, you know. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's 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 so, they could use a reliability <laughs> patch. Um, but the, <laughs> the funny thing is it's my, what that,
1: a callback. That's a tech what term. A callback.
2: Uh, the funny thing is they they only list four TSM players in this game. Uh, the official Google results for this game only lists four players. And it kind of felt that way. It kind of felt like they were playing down. <laughs> no way. A player.
1: No way. Yeah. Oh, I got to see this. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry, this <laughs> stall.
2: Not to cast any shade. It's.
1: <laughs> you are not joking. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's
2: disrespectful. The, the algorithm did him yeah. wrong. <laughs> uh...
1: <laughs> no way. Yeah. Chime does not appear. I know. It's list. rough
2: for Chime. I think Chime oh, is my a good player. Google lost track of them for this one. Oh
1: my gosh. That is so good.
2: (laughs) Hey. um, Oh, poor chime. By the way, you mentioned early game. Like this, this feels somehow like a callback. And again, I'm not exactly sure how we did it because there has not, I guess, you know, somebody smarter than us might point to a a change in the most recent patch to say, well, this is why maybe it's happening. Um, But typically you don't see a huge shift in the way a team plays from, you know, uh, point patch to point patch, right? Like, it's, it's not a midseason patch. It's not an off-season, pre-season patch. It's just, you know, they, maybe they change some champs, and we're, it's that much more of a favorable meta for us. I like the, the thought of that. Uh, especially if yeah. you think about every patch they do now uh, is getting closer to the world's patch. And uh, I'm starting to see some things... I'm, I'm not up super up to speed but I believe they're going to start toning down the, the degree of change in each patch. It's really more about refining things now. So if it's true that this is just a, a great patch for us from a playstyle perspective, that bodes uh, even better when it comes to playoffs, when it comes to potentially going to worlds.
1: It would seem so. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, but, not it ahead, so. <laughs> but
2: I like when it feels like we're, we're settled into a, a, a nice meta. Um, right. And I think some of the like, Hey, you know, Corky is out of the meta. I think that actually does bode
3: well for us. I don't think that's, you know, and Abadaga's been looking real good. So I think that's good. Yeah. Well,
1: I think that's all I want to say about TSM. Yeah. Um, but I will parlay, you know, the end of that conversation into the beginning of this one uh, because this one got off to a good start for us and that we did the same exact thing. It was a snowball smash. Only this time we weren't playing tied for eighth place TSM. Yeah. We were playing the somehow perceived as immortal and impenetrable <laughs> <laughs> evil geniuses. Um,
3: let's, let's back up a second. Though. Sure.
1: On Saturday, Actually, let's back up even farther. <laughs> a week ago the on Monday, the year is two thousand and five. <laughs> <laughs> let's way League back. Of Legends still is just a mere idea in Trindamir's head. No, uh, <laughs> a week ago on the podcast, we made predictions, and listeners may remember that I, I predicted a loss to Evil Geniuses. As did I. I'll own it. Now, on Saturday, before the game started, I, uh, this is, so we played Evil Geniuses on Sunday. So before we even played TSM, yeah. I was like, something in the air feels different right now. <laughs> and I was just listening to a conversation around EG, and I was thinking about one of the time honored principles that I always talk about on the podcast, which is it is hard to be very good for a long time. And I just felt it in my bones that things were just going to be different. So I, I tweeted out, it's going to feel so good to thunderclap EG tomorrow, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh,
1: and I don't know why things were different. Now, after I saw the TSM game, I felt a lot more confident in what I, what I had just said. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I can't put my finger on what felt different. Sometimes... There's just like this, like, all right, the winds of change are blowing, (laughs) you know, like it felt that way for us when we won our first title, right? Like going into that, we started to feel really good, you know, and we were, we were peaking at the right time and it was just like, if we're playing like this, who is going to touch us, right? Mm -hmm. Like something just felt different and that like, I don't know what that is. I don't. I. I think like it's a combination of me being frustrated with the conversation around hundred thieves, mm-hmm. or or lack thereof. Not to harp on that too much, because there's one one hundred talker in particular who has been very persistent in telling me to not complain about things like yeah, that. I, and there he right. is, and there he is in chat. <laughs> in right chat, at the time,
2: his Google alert was pinging. Yeah, that's. A- but I
1: think it was a. It was a combination of that, and just like remembering that what we've done over the past two splits and it was a big game and it was time to show up and we did when we got to the abadaga quadra kill yeah
3: that's a good moment
1: which is an insane moment remember he gets what what may be the only renata revive i've seen in the lcs there've been a handful yeah sure but i haven't seen (laughs) him we certainly haven't had him We got to that point and I was just like, yeah, this is going to be like the Team Liquid finals from 2021. Mm -hmm. Like, this is just going to be a stomp and I'm just going to (laughs) like sit back and do this because I, and, and this probably is also just part of my 100 Thieves DNA. But when I see fights like that, it just reminds me of G2. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the G2 where it's like, they pull out those fights that look like they're going to lose them and they have no business winning them? Yeah. And yet, it just goes their way, and that's just kind of what the, like, riot gods are thinking.
2: Yep, yep.
1: That was us. That was us this week, after that kill. Yeah. Um, what about you? How are you feeling about the atmosphere of this game?
2: Well, I gotta say, so the atmosphere of this game was unique because we had Bwippo on the TriCast, which I think is, is both mm. fascinating and delightful. And absolutely confounding. Like I have it's he is an active player in the hunt for the top of the league. So it's just like I loved it. I thought he did an awesome job. But it is it it seems strange to me that they've they've enlisted him to also just sort of talk about other teams. You know, the 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 amount of insight from him was astonishing. And he had the
1: Tony Romo heat check, right? Yeah.
2: Like uh, everybody else is on notice, basically, because he is he's going to have a job uh, when he decides he doesn't want to play for a living anymore. Um, but I just felt like every time he opened his mouth, I was like, I'm learning a lot here. I'm learning a lot, and I thought I knew some things about this game. I don't know anything about this game. This is great. Uh, you know
1: how much I want to hate anything coming out of EU, right? <clears throat> yeah. So I am predisposed to not like what he's doing and be like, dude, and he's on Team Liquid. It's like, get off my broadcast. That dude... Was the most likable guy, and so freaking insightful during the whole. T- I, I like, yeah, I I was amazed. Like, and I yeah, I know he has a reputation for that, like over in an LEC and everything. Yeah, you know, he's got like past experience or whatever. But dang, that was really good. Yeah. So yeah, just a side note on Whippo. Yeah, I I tweeted they better have the the Tom Brady bag promise to him where he has the deal before he's even done playing. You know, yeah, honestly,
2: you you got to make sure he he's liking enjoying his time in L A. And that he's not thinking about going back to the LEC to do broadcast work because uh, LCS needs him. So <laughs> all that aside, I mean, I do feel like that kind of set, it, it made the game feel special, right? It was cool. It felt like game of the week. Like That's very, a good point. Yeah. And, and I thought it started with him talking about the, the team comp, right? And he said, I, I think I like 100 Thieves draft here. I think they've got it. There's just so much scaling and so much damage. And that is, that is really how it felt. And it, it it was a very different to go back to what you said uh, for the last game. It was a very different feeling kind of uh, comp for us. Like, um, and it, it's it's interesting because I feel like sometimes you we've we've tried drafts that have just absolutely failed, fallen completely flat. That are different. Like I think about uh, the game that we played where we did nothing. I can't even remember. It was so it was so forgettable. I can't even remember what the draft was it was oh yeah where we were Bragas. just like backing
1: on dragons yeah and stuff. It, it was yeah. Just, it, like i think that was just <laughs> was
2: that two weeks ago it was it <laughs> was like last week but it was a horrible game <laughs> and but it was it was my point is it was so forgettable that i've I've actually forgotten because it just didn't feel like us so this was an awesome game because it felt like we have found a new way to play to strengths and some of us with new tech right like I, I noticed the Renata pick, you know, obviously, you know, meta, very good. I think who looked great on it. And I'm going to, I'm mm. going to start pointing out when I say, I feel like who looked great on it, because I know that he is the point of the team that is most commonly looked at as, you know, consider for, you know, some kind of change, whether it's Busio yeah. or somebody like,
1: if you're to make a change. Uh, yeah. Right.
2: I am continually impressed by Hui. I see no burning platform here to make a change. Games like this are making a, a big case for him. But the amount of clutch uh, buyout, buyback, uh, forced takeover, you know, whatever. Uh,
1: yeah, the, old- the
2: yeah, ult. <laughs> final stand, not the ult, the final stand.
1: Uh, oh, the W, the revive? Yeah,
2: somebody's gonna, chat will hit me up. Um, but he hit those just on time. He hit those just on time. It must have just been on cooldown. But the thing that I wanted to point out, yes, it's a cool ability bailout. Thank you, chat. Love you guys. Bailout makes more sense than mine. <laughs> Um, the thing that's really cool about it is, and, and cast mentioned this quickly kind of in passing, look, even if you don't get the full revive on it, which is a good thing to do, you, you like that outcome. There was one fight where it bought, it's like a, it's kind of like a stopwatch that you can cast abilities through, right? Like it prevents you from dying. And I know that you can speed it up. It's not, it's not, I understand Chad, it's not actually a stopwatch, but it bought Abadaga like another second to just do so much damage. On this Azir, right. it's like, it's you basically okay. I'm stating <coughs> the obvious now. He was a Scion, b- but Azir, and that's just you know. <laughs> typically, Scion is not a, a huge broken problem because he's he's got limited range. Uh, but when you're a Azir and you're a zombie, uh, it turns out you can you can nearly kill at least one person, maybe more, no matter what. Yeah, uh, right. So just it was this game felt to me, yes, the feeling. It just felt like an inevitability. like we are going to somebody on this team is going to completely explode you, and you can try to kill one of them, and maybe you will. They got kills in this game. you know they got they left with seven. um but it never felt like we were at the point where we were not capable of acing them in any given fight, which I loved That's a great look for us. I thought it worked really well, and this is the kind of thing where some weeks you try these and i forget about it by the next week In other weeks i think about it fondly um randomly throughout the day right like it, it just keeps coming back to me <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: jordan's just sitting at his desk working yeah. and takes a sip of his coffee and just smiles mm.
2: that like... was a good fight yeah that was good <laughs> i did like that one so yeah i, I you know this is uh, the kind I should, of i win. do
1: the proprietary
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, product placement i don't have mine it's full of old rip it um <laughs> anyhow you don't need to know about my dishwashing habits this is a good game I liked it we beat a really good team <laughs> and I don't want to I don't want to get ahead of us but the last time we beat a team that was unbeatable uh, they had to swap their top laner I don't know it's it's I would be a little worried about EG now and I think you know maybe there's some things here that other people can pick up on
1: we're gonna we're gonna talk about that yep, yep, yep. very soon. Let's first because well actually maybe you and I have different ideas about who that is. Um <clears throat> but can we can we talk about the Abadaga portion? Yes. We we sung the praises of Who he, which is great because we need to do that more often. Um Abadaga. Abadaga. Hopefully this is the last time I really talk about this. Okay? Yep. But since he has been called out by high on, during that interview in that very awkward moment, mm-hmm. dude has absolutely <laughs> beasted lanes. Yeah. yeah. Even if he's not like slamming them, like, like when he was against Bjergsen, right? They yeah. were both up to like 12 CS a minute, like in lane. Yep. And it's like usually when Bjergsen does that, he's crushing,
3: mm-hmm.
1: right? But Abadaga was right there with him, keeping the pace, right? He's been he's been farming like crazy. And he actually he has the highest first blood percentage of any mid laner by like a lot. Like it's not close. He has like twice as many. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> but at the same time, tell me if you if you think I'm wrong saying that. It doesn't feel like he does much like killing of the opponent like by himself. Like solo kills or like just making the lane unplayable for someone. It doesn't yeah, yeah, seem like yeah. he does that that often. Right. He did that to Jojo. Oh. On a level that was just insane, right? Yep. He and and uh, let me let me say this also. I think usually the way we play, we don't need him to be doing that. Right. And and he's been fine. He's been totally good. But Jojo again got Thunderclapped in that lane. He did. It was crazy. Thank the heavens above for Jojo that his interview segment that they played right before (laughs) the game was not his usual. No, I'm gonna I'm so much better than everybody in the world, man. I'm just gonna destroy him. Yeah. Right. Which I don't I say it like I have like a huge problem with it. I don't actually have a big problem with that. It may get annoying at times. And it's pretty like. That's not how I would go about it, you know? Yep. But it's like, you want, you want your player to have the dog, right? You want, you want him to think that. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't want him to say it all the time, but you want him to at least think that. So whatever, that is what it is. I'm not, yeah. you know, casting aspersions on him. But yeah, he, he actually was super respectful of Abadaga in that it was. pre-game segment, which was surprising. And Abadaga repaid that kindness <laughs> by making him look like a child, it was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um. And and this is against you know JoJo's. Obviously, he's been one of the top mids. Yeah. In the league, he's been very very good. I've begrudgingly had to admit that. Yeah.
2: Um. He's earned your respect. This. Yes.
1: This was. Di- yeah. He definitely earned my respect. This was a different game for the man.
2: I I right? think it actually. He adds- he
1: was like fifty CS behind.
2: Yeah, well, but he <laughs> they got out of that way. It, it's because every wave he had to back with six HP. Like every every time mm-hmm. he tried to farm the the lane, yeah, I'm exaggerating. It was probably every other wave, but it was he was he was behind, and Abadar was punishing. Which I think yeah. that's what we like to see. I think he's had other games where he's farmed really well. He's paced the other mid laner really well. He's paced some of the other. You know he's paced the top tier mid laners really well but i, I mm. agree with you this is the first time where it feels as like as of late yeah 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 since since he had that conversation with hi we ought to send hi a thank you card by the way because clearly <laughs> that <laughs> interview worked it worked yes that was a pro-to-pro pro, like for the
1: pro-to-pro pro asking the awkward question. He, he
2: should have Maybe. the only thing missing was the couch you know like sit on
1: like, yeah tell, tell me
2: about it. You're. everyone says you're garbage and you're not any good and everyone's,
1: lane. Everyone's been cr- very critical of you, saying you're <laughs> a very bad
2: laner. Like, oh, I uh, guess I <laughs> okay. We'll beat them then. Like, Great. <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah, um, I, one thing about JoJo, I actually think it adds. So I like you. I like when people have swagger, so long as they can back it up. And I think when you when somebody calls out that another player is good, and then they have a hard time playing against them, I think it actually adds a lot of credibility to the general swag and trash talk yeah when it's not just like it's not full bravado right uh i'll beat everybody doesn't matter you know give me two lane opponents you know it's so i think that one credit to jojo two i think this legitimizes abadaga as an actual you know mid laner of note or concern depending on which team you're on uh in the lcs (laughs) which we gotta say that's a pretty, that's a pretty drastic turnaround from like four weeks ago. From week two, Where yeah. people were saying like, dude is the most washed mid laner in the history of the league. I don't
1: know <clears throat> what they were saying.
2: Yeah, what a comeback for him. Feels so yeah. good to see him have these two games this weekend.
1: Yeah. Um interesting point from chat. It's like, yeah, maybe Abadaga has been like ripping scrims lately. So Jojo's changing his <laughs> tune true. in the interview or whatever. That, that's that may be true also. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was, uh, that's, that was a, a landmark moment for the split was that question from high. And Abadaga was like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to be, you he was like, I don't care what people think. I'm, <laughs> I'm, and, and now he's proving it. So, hey, um, on the top, that of is Abadaga. a, that's a, yeah,
2: we got to take at least a moment here to reflect on. It was like the first good week that Abu had post. We'll call it post high, pre high, post high. Um, <clears throat> makes it sound like he smokes marijuana before he plays or something. He's he's, but yeah, high of the player. Um He, we said if he can consistently play at this level, we are going to be a very hard team to beat, and it it would appear that that was uh, an accurate bit of analysis from us. We don't typically do that. We don't typically offer insight or analysis that is that actually plays out in a way. But I mean, I think it's it's worth remembering that the other parts of our team have been really uh, strong. And I think mm-hmm. one of the challenges is just, we gotta sync them all up and get them working well together. And I think this is us doing that basically.
1: And and isn't it interesting the way they did it in this game? Because like not, not to go back and talk about the draft a bunch, but it's like the pieces that were played were all pieces we've seen in some shape or form and they were just like rearranged into new groupings and like new strats and everything in just the right way, right? Didn't it feel like, all right, we got a, we got a someday GP. Like we know what that can be. We know how good he is at the barrel minigame, right? We've got Closer Viego, which is one of the proven... Contender picks from him mm-hmm. Abadagana Azir And Zeri for FBI Which uh, s- The first time or two It wasn't super great but he grew into it And like that's the kind of pick where You know if you are having a good game You're going to be the most annoying team Fighter in the world right yep. uh, And then who he not which we all feel good about And that, that they arranged Those pieces in just the right way and then You look at the draft on the other side and honestly, to me, it feels like a very right now comp from yep. EG. Right. NAR has been like, you know, they've talked about that all the time as like the highest presence pick. Poppy Jungle, which is like, seems to be the strongest jungle pick right now. Yeah. Um, Ari Mid, which maybe isn't like as on the edge as it was like, you know, at the beginning of the split or whatever, but still very common, viable, and now. And Kaisa, which is like an emerging power pick, right, from especially from other regions, and Nautilus, which is pretty, you know, steadfast presence, right? In in pro play. It just felt like, look, like we figured it out in our way, mm-hmm. arranged those pieces, and still were able to defeat something that's maybe more of like a current or fresher draft, right? And I don't know. I came coming out of draft, I still felt like Good. Usually I have like a, uh, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. you know, but I felt good. So the way we've, we've done things as of late has been really like positive for me yeah. because it's one thing to be like, Hey, we're a team who's going to experiment and try picks. And, you know, it's one thing to say that when you lose games, it's another to do that and then like take the results from those experiments and implement them. That's, that is different. That is different. And, and teams don't always do both pieces of that equation. Yeah. But we did.
2: I feel, like, I feel like I've seen people in our Discord and on Twitter and in chat talk about how it does feel like we are a team that does a good job of recognizing the format, not over chasing you know, wins at all costs, trying things in the middle of the split when we're feeling secure, you know, identifying the things that work really well. EG draft uh, throwing out the things that don't like, I, I do feel like we have a more um, cohesive way of using the, the best of ones, the season format, just kind of try different stuff. And this for sure feels like a, a template of a draft that, that could easily become a strategy that we could use when we get to the best of phase of the season. Right. Um, yeah. And, but to do that, you have to not panic every time you lose a game. And I think that's hard, which
1: we talked about last week too. That's
2: hard for a lot of people. It's hard for a lot of organizations, honestly, who are chasing this vision of, we have to, we have to be competing at the highest level at all times. Uh, so I think that positions us well too, from a strategy coaching, you know, um, building toward a point, uh, perspective.
1: Yeah. I want to point out one other apparent, like, you know, strat slash coaching thing, um, that I noticed going on. Um, this weekend, and if I look back, like maybe we've been doing this. I, I honestly don't know off the top of my head, but it was something I paid attention to this week because of EG, right? EG is the team that gets objective bounties against us. Yeah. We, and, and kudos, by the way, to Mont, who was pointing this out in our Discord also, it seems like we're very aware of the Dragon's impact on objective bounties now. And we're just like letting dragons be even or us be one behind. Mm. And I think that was so critical in the EG game because you know it's EG; they're gonna have a a, a fight in the in the mid game where suddenly it's like, oh, they turn the fight; they got a kill or two on you, and then they're gonna like turn around and suddenly the game might shift. Right. 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 So if they do that with objective bounties up and they go like rip things apart, yeah, suddenly they're they have a gold lead and are running down your mid lane, taking your inhib and still getting objective bounties. We've seen that happen before with EG. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. To me, it feels like this is something that our, our staff is like, yeah, no, we understand this. Hmm. Like, and we're, we're going to control that situation, which is really nice. Yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah, let's get a gold lead, but not create that (laughs) opportunity for it not to matter. Right. You know, and so it's something I'm going to be yeah. watching um, as we go on. Because I noticed, you know, we also, against EG, we didn't get either Rift Herald. Uh, we prevented them from getting the first one, the, from picking up the eye. But yeah. We didn't get the second one either. So, you know, I'm just going to keep my eye on that sort of thing. But it, start, it's, it feels like intentional, let's control that situation. And that's very, very good.
2: Yeah. Honestly, I, I, that's a really interesting point. I hadn't thought about that. It does almost feel like the ideal situation to be in is one where you have. The ability to win fights and straight up 5v5. Obviously in this game we did. And there's not the threat of a dragon soul to potentially turn things completely upside down. So I even feel like if you get yeah. a dragon early, and I think ideally you can get two. Because then if it's two dragons to two dragons, I think it may have been in this game if I'm remembering right. It's like the soul is such a late game potential. Yeah. There's a good chance that if you're, you're actually beating a team, it it doesn't there's not even a fight for soul, right? It just completely neutralizes it. So that's kind of an interesting way to think about it. And I'm sure Riot is As long as you stall it, right? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. I mean Keep if they can even. if they can get their third dragon at I don't actually know what the timer is, but it feels like pre twenty minutes, then they have a chance to even if they're down a few thousand gold, you know, just really come storming back. So
1: Yeah. So maybe when you see us sacking dragons at times when it feels weird. Yeah, you know there may be something to it. Maybe if we're ahead, we don't want to give that opportunity to them. Maybe when we're behind, we want the opportunity to get the gold. Right. Right. So that's an interesting thing to kind of keep an eye on going forward. We got the source code Um,
2: on the algorithm. We cracked it. (laughs) Got into the
1: database. Yeah. yeah. So long and the short of it is, huge win against the the top team, the favorite of NA and the favorite in NA, Mm -hmm. and. In, a, in such like a dominating fashion That I don't know I, f- I just feel so satisfied Right I just feel so satisfied By the way that that game Played out and I wasn't Until Saturday I wasn't really expecting that to be The case so yeah. um, I think that puts us in a great position Going forward um, Do you have anything else you want to say About the game Before No Okay so we already talked about Abadaga's laning um really quick. I was I was actually looking it up. I was trying to paint a picture of the laning stats, but I think it's one of those situations where you'd actually have to snapshot like in the games that like you know when the tower goes down, what you know, what's the CS situation and mm-hmm. you know what's CS at 20 and everything. Cause by the end of the games, he's fighting enough that, you know, whatever. But if I just know that I'm taking notes like in every game about his CSing and about how high it is mm-hmm. typically. He has gone from being one of the worst CSers uh, statistically to being like the second best that's now. Crazy. Um the his statistical categories, I don't think they like I don't think they reflect where he's really playing right now. Like you know how like sometimes dads don't tell the full story. You know, that's that's yeah. a, it's a truism, right? And it still feels that way a bit for him, but he certainly has improved in statistical columns. Um, especially with like KDA, mm-hmm. um, so he's not quite like I think it's like Bjuriksson and Takui who are leading by like healthy margins or whatever. But you know Bjuriksson, you know how that dude plays <laughs> Kudos to Takui, he's popping off. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think we can I we can put that to bed. Hopefully, I uh, tweeted to Azale after he you know he commented on the hundred thieves win. I t- I tweeted to him. I hope you guys will talk about on the dive the turnaround in Abadaga's lane face, yep. And he said they will. So we can look forward to this on the dive or they'll change their minds and just talk about TSM. Who knows? <laughs> but I, I am very curious to hear what they say. <laughs> to me, um, eye test-wise, very happy with how he's playing right now. Yeah.
3: Let's, I mean, let's... Yeah.
1: Let's just call it that. Can we please now not have to have that conversation next week, the week after, can we all just agree as fans, we don't need to replace Abadaka?
2: I'm so glad, Cole. I just heard back from the fans and they agree. They agree with you.
1: <laughs> okay, It's good news. Actually, okay, so speaking about hearing from the fans, I did see, I, I actually went on Reddit for the first time in a really long time. Bold. And I saw someone who like made an apology post. It was like apologizing. I think it, it may have been for LA thieves and not, for LCS, <laughs> but it, but just in general, it was just interesting to see like, oh, like this person's like, you know what, we got it wrong. Yeah, it was it was about LAFs because they were talking about JCap. Yeah, it's like we got it wrong. I'm sorry, and I was like, wow, <laughs> imagine if we could just always do that.
2: People normalize. Going it's like back that meme with like,
1: yeah. you know, the world if we, you know, blank, blank, exactly. blank, and yeah. it's like that. That's so, that's what I was feeling like. Good something to that. Good vibes there. Yeah. Maybe we can do that for the LCS team in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about the desk segment for closer. Yeah. Right. Or I guess I, it should be the league lounge segment, mm-hmm. right now. This was really good. This was really good. Closer, you know, is the emotional leader and heart of the team for us. feel like he says the things we want to say as fans. Also, <laughs>
3: um, he he came out firing
1: on the desk. Yeah. He has been listening to JLXP. And <laughs> they they come to they come I don't even know how it came up, right? But they ask him whatever whatever they ask him and he he brings up the power rankings and he straight up says, "You guys always put us too low." He's like he, he like emphasized like I'm talking about you. <laughs> you
2: he's like I loved Raz's reaction you, to that. You guys. Raz actually know. jumped out of his seat when he said that. It's yeah. So good.
1: Um, that was so good. So true, right? Like, he, like, that, first of all, what a Chad yeah. to do that on the interview. Just, <laughs> yeah. straight, just straight out <laughs> call him back and be like, you guys. I loved it. Um, yeah, it was good. And And honestly, it does ring super true, right? Like, Feel like most of the power rankings had us somewhere around like fourth place, mm-hmm. you know. And um, on one end, it's kind of like I understand that we looked very bad in the finals, yeah. compared to EG, yeah. right? Yeah. Like right. EG, like yeah. walked all over us. They took our lunch. We didn't. We basically didn't even show up. Yeah, and that's a problem, right? It's just like you know me. I'm a I'm a dedicated LeBron fan. There's no answer. There's no, or I should say, there's no excuse for his series against the Mavericks, mm-hmm. right? When he lost the the ring to the Mavericks, being the favorite, he played bad, like he played poorly, especially when it mattered, right? There's no yep. right. dancing around that. That's on the record permanently. Um, and that will be on our our permanent record as well. The principal will see that at every school we go to.
3: <laughs> yep.
1: But, uh. Jatt then asked him a question about their motivation. I think it was like, he was talking, he was talking about like, um, do you guys feel there's a playoff switch that you flip? And he, and he said yes. Right. Yeah. I think we can all acknowledge that. Right. We've got, we've kind of established that as like, this is how we do things. You know, we ramp up and get ready for playoffs instead of, Trying to like win every game and try hard every game. Right. Um, there's open open experimentation, which, like I said, all the evidence points to that not being an excuse, but an actual reality for our staff and our team, which is great. Yeah. Because anytime anyone says that, I'm immediately like, ninety yeah. percent, nah, you're yeah.
3: BSing. <laughs> yeah.
1: But in our case, I believe it. Yep. Um. So he used he used that to Jat used that to be like, yeah, see, I'm right. Like, it seems like you guys need to be told. Like, you need to have a chip on your shoulder, right? Like, you need to be told you're bad to play well. Raz Raz brought up, I think, connected to this. Like, someone, I think it was CLG, was telling, like, after 100 Thieves Lost, you never know which 100 Thieves you're going to get. You're going to get the depressed, (laughs) sad 100 Thieves or, like, the obliterate everything (laughs) EF500 Thieves, right? (laughs) And I I just don't... I wanted to get your thoughts, your reaction to this about motivation and stuff. And like, and closer said, like they're a cocky team, right? And so they take it personally when people say things like that. How are you feeling about this, this theory and this framing of the conversation? Do you think it tells the truth or, you know, like, like where you land on this?
3: Ah, I, I like to, uh, so let's, let's do a, I don't know, it's, like, we
2: almost need to do a thought experiment. We lose games, we're sub-500, people aren't really talking about us, as they aren't, aren't now. <laughs> right? Like, I think, honestly, I think if we were around 500 or, or a bit below that, it'd be a pretty similar, you know, arc, a narrative arc, so far as the conversation goes.
1: They'd still be leading the podcast with TSM?
2: Yeah, uh, naturally, naturally. Are are we to believe that because people aren't saying, 100 Thieves really underperforming, need to pick it up," these guys can't play? We would just continue to not play well. So it feels too simple to me that like they're like, are we? Is there a team meeting they have where they're like, guys, it finally happened. They said we're bad. <laughs> And that you can't blame. Smithy comes in with yeah. him. He
1: pins it on the cork board. Right,
2: like it just feels. It feels one way too convenient. It feels. It feels too derivative. Like I. I. I choose to believe much more that we just write. It's like a baseball season. Like you're gonna tell me that every game they go out and they're like, you think that like before the game, like guys, if we don't win this game, you're benched. I'm quitting, and he. Is going to be sent to the minors. Like it's just no. That's it's. So I think to a certain degree. Like league is a long season. You don't play nearly as many games as baseball. Granted. Um, but like these guys have been playing professional league. Pretty much nonstop for a few years now. Um, so I'm sure that there are weekends are like. Let's see what we can do. Let's try some things and try to get a win. But I like where we're at. So I'd like you to not. Freak out if things don't go super well, like and I, it's, I'm sure it's not exactly that message. It feels much more likely to me that that is the message. We're looking at the bigger arc here over time versus it finally happened. you guys we can We can activate goblin mode because they they dared to slander <laughs> us on the desk. Let's do it. Let's bring our a game. you know it just feels too yeah. simple to me I don't know
1: and to be fair, a little motivation never hurts right like if someone says something to you right before you play them okay yes like that may give you like a little extra juice for the game but you know we've we've talked about like <clears throat> just to make you know even more sports analysis or uh, analogies is like the old way of like managing like an NBA team versus like the new way right where it's like in the old old school days it's like everybody plays like as many minutes in the game as they can and you tr- you go out and you try and win every game. Yeah. Right. And you try and get that top seed because home court is going to carry you through the playoffs. Right. right. And you got to be used to playing in peak performance and doing that all the time versus the new way, which is like, hey, we're going to strategically rest players and sit them for games. Um, we're going to not worry too much about seating as long as we're in the like, you know, four to six range. We're feeling pretty comfortable. Uh, let's, you know let's just make sure we have what we need when it's time to really go. Mm -hmm. Right. That's how NBA teams are really managed nowadays. So I don't know. It just, and, and, and remember last split when it was like problems early and they came, they came out, I think Papa Smithy came out and said the players wanted a little bit of a breather. We kind of backed off on their schedule a bit. We saw our results not being exactly what we wanted, so we reined that in a bit and came to a compromise with them. So it's like they're giving them like some leash; they're pulling it back in when it's you know time to get serious. It just seems like a more modern approach to handling these things. Now, some fans, many fans, probably, uh, including someone who's having this extensive argument with me in the in the YouTube comments <laughs> of Jazz Podcast. <laughs> Seem to think that like the goal is like to go out and, and you know finish the split eighteen and zero, yeah, which would be cool if it happens. How could awesome. it not be the goal? I'm not saying don't try to win. Why would right? you goal for anything less? Cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's it, you know that just isn't really a reality for most of the top teams. And even when we see teams do really well, as I pointed out, like for a, a full split, like you know if you optimize for your regular season. Record there may Be some disadvantages that go with That like going Into the playoffs there may be some negative trade-offs And it sure seems Like having like You know finishing the split 17 And one is not A slam dunk for you're gonna win LCS finals It just doesn't seem that
3: way Yeah So All that
1: to say I don't think like Jat's take on this is wrong necessarily or what closer said is wrong. But I just think it's just like, it's too like you boil it down too much. You dilute it. It paints too simple of a picture. It's not actually what's going on. Right. Yep. So then <laughs> actually, I, I don't know if this was before or after that question, but just another point that closer made in this brief, but very effective appearance um, was that he like He said when we play Well you guys Don't know what to say you just say For whatever reason they're playing well now But they're gonna <laughs> suck against it you know it's like Right and I, I like that Hit me too yeah. Because it does feel like maybe Maybe it's just it's Easier and simpler to Not like think about the full Picture sometimes just be like hey Painting with a wider brush is, is easier to car- compartmentalize all the teams and, like, this team is this, this team is that, right? TL is, like, the play standard scale eight team. 100 Thieves is the turret dive team, right? Like, you, it's easy to compartmentalize things like this. And maybe, just maybe, that means you're not doing the work to track the team closely enough right to have that full picture. yeah And it's... I, I think like that naturally happens, right? There's always like a a a standard like view of a, of a specific franchise or team. Again, for like the fourth time, back to the NBA, it's like Miami Heat culture, right? Like the Heat culture, yeah. yeah. Where it's like, oh, they're the hardest workers and like you know the lunch pail guys, and they're gonna you know they're always gonna be contenders. Even they're gonna be scrappy and whatever, yeah. like you know the the culture of expecting excellence and all this stuff, right? And it's like, yeah, th- but those narratives need to shift every once in a while. Every couple of seasons, you need to take a look back and be like, okay, what's actually going on with this team? Yeah. And I, I, for whatever reason, it just feels like the narrative and analysis around 100 Thieves seems to be like, for lack of a better word, lazy. It just seems to be not all the way there. It's not, I don't think that the true picture of the team is getting painted very often anymore.
2: Yeah. I think the, the, the result is you get people feeling like we're a coin flippy team. Right? Like, who knows? Maybe they're good, maybe they're bad. You just never know. And I I, I kind of feel like um if you look at the the arc of the team over time, the the rhythms of the team, when we tend to spike, when we tend to not play as well, like there, I feel like there are some patterns here. There's things, so is it a big deal? No, it's not a big deal. Like it doesn't really matter. I mean Personally, lately, I've, I've felt a lot. I think this is what happens, right? If anything, my... The thing I'm disappointed in is I think the outcome is people just don't really talk about 100 thieves. Because it boils down to did they win last week? I guess they're a good team now. Did they lose last week? I, <laughs> I guess they're pretty bad. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, can we please get at least a two-week average conversation that's you know, <laughs> is that is that too much? Um, and it, but it it, it kind of comes back like a big part of the reason we started doing this is because I would watch this amazing weekend of games, very exciting. We just beat the number one team in the league. It was a rematch. We got them. We're going into summer playoffs. This feels like it's a deal, some kind of deal, you know, medium to large deal. Uh, everyone <laughs> thought they couldn't be beat. Here we are. It's time. We're getting excited. Uh, maybe we're going back to worlds. And it's like 80 seconds is what we're going to give you 80 seconds to really soak in this. And then we're going to start talking about the next. So it's like, that's the reason we started doing this basically. So surely there is an, uh, another thing or two you could say about what's happening here. And yeah. I, I, I guess, look. Clearly, we're in the minority on this because uh, we, you know, like they're, they're, we don't have a comparable audience to like. Yeah, no one cares that we're here. But I, I just can't right. move on past the idea that like there is more that's worth talking about, and I do think that when you when you boil it down to like, I mean, I guess they'll 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 play mad and they're kind of coin flippy. I don't really know. You didn't give me much to work with here. There's not a lead that I can pick up into the next segment on that note. Uh, so I see that and I just feel like I think we're missing an opportunity. And that's that's kind of, I think that'd be a great way to build over time, more interest and excitement in the teams who are in the LCS, right? Is Let's talk about yeah. these things, something larger scale than what we're currently getting.
1: Right. And a few people are saying in the chat, it's like, well, there's like less heist content, less videos like coming out under Thieves and stuff. To, so it's like what's driving the narrative. And it's like, guess what? You know, like fifth time NBA. NBA teams aren't putting out their weekly like series that set the talking points yeah. for the week. I know we're not the same thing. I know esports is not traditional sports. I know it's not the same thing. But at the same time, if your like if your job is to to present the narrative of the teams in the league, yeah. sometimes you have to be active about how you do that. You have to proactively collect information and talk to people, have conversations on and off the record. Get that content, right? Get those narratives out instead of waiting for someone to get them out to you. Yeah. And that's what it seems like is kind of happening. If, if, if people want to make that argument, it's like, well, I, I, and, and honestly, I don't think the people that are saying that in chat are necessarily wrong because I do think there probably is a correlation between like the content that we put out as an org and how much our narrative and our story gets told. Right. I think like that's probably true. Mm -hmm. They did talk about us a lot more when the heist was like regular and very like robust. Okay. But that doesn't change like, you got to be proactive with it. Right. So maybe that's like kind of a change that needs to happen in the scene. But then again, maybe it's not worth their time. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's not what the fans want. Maybe the fans just want TSM every week. Who knows?
2: Honestly, it would appear certainly so. not us. It would appear
1: so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> certainly not us. Okay. Um, I don't mean to be so critical about these guys, by the way, I, j- I just want to be on the record. <laughs> As I have been in the past, I really like the LCS broadcast staff and the analysts and everything. I like them a lot. In fact, they are one of the reasons why I was interested in LCS when you, Jordan, first got me to watch it. I couldn't believe how professional they were, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think they do a good job. The casters are good. The analysts are good. You know, whatever. But yeah, some room to grow, I think. Definitely some room to grow, especially after spending some time doing what we do. And seeing that, yeah, we just don't yeah not seem to have that much proa- proactivity out of them.
2: Yeah, it, it feels like it does feel like um, there are a couple of template narratives which are easy to maintain. TSM, historically good, now bad. We got to talk about that, figure it out. And I get it, like that is a that is a compelling narrative. That's an interesting one. I, we talked about this, when we had our, our uh, Pod Palooza. It is interesting to watch TSM right now because it's like, how are they going to get out of this hole that they're in? That's a, like, that's a story that it's easy to, to maintain interest in. And when they lose, you're like, oh boy, the hole <laughs> continues to go deeper. We have not found the bottom yet. <laughs> what next? What will we see next? You know, what crazy tweet is going to come out next that you feel could go in the Hall of Fame of bad tweets, right? Like, that's, I get it. That's interesting. And I just, I just, I think that people don't really have a sense of how to talk about a static. I see a Max in chat reminding us is a long-standing LCS roster. That's not normal. A static and variable performance over time team. That just, there is no template for that. What do we, like, what do we, how do you make that as interesting as like a, a house that's on fire? It's not going to sell as many copies of the newspaper, right? Like, I get it. I get it. Um, but I think that the, the risk here is that that static and variable performing team who has potentially found the way to uh, reliably spike at the right time of the year, finals back to back. If we make it again, I think we got to We got to acknowledge here. We need to figure out how to tell the story of this team because it's actually a very interesting one right and it's it's an exciting team to watch if you don't just say good this week bad next week i guess we'll check back in at finals it's like or you you can check you can just check in and stay tuned in and figure out how to talk about this group because they're 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 a good team they were they are and i think they will be um and it feels a little bit like we're missing the story because tsm continues to just be on fire and Look, if you want to, if you want to build long-term viewership, TSM can only burn so long before they burn out, right? Like, yeah, there won't be much to talk about when it's like, I guess it's another new crop of, uh, eh, eh, like Academy talent that they've scraped together and they got another expensive import. It's like, yeah, okay. You know, maybe this time it'll be different. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? So that's, Before
1: someday sends him back.
2: Yeah. Okay. Right. It's just, it's just not that interesting for long. So we got to be careful here. That we don't binge on these, you know, uh, FTX brand potato chips, uh, because that's not going to do you for a long time. You got to, got to get a, a good, healthy diet of hundred thieves, quality League of Legends, and so concludes my rant.
1: Nicely done, sir. Thank you. Okay, let's let's uh, let's move on to listener takes. A lot of these we probably will have already kind of talked about along the way. And I, I'm, I apologize because I am trying to do a better job of like weaving the takes in as we go when we're talking about that thing. Um, so if we kind of like hit your take super quick or gloss over it here because we've talked about it earlier in the pod, I'm sorry. Um, and I again, I will try to be better about that in the future. But let's run through these and see what we got. <clears throat> um, our friend from the uh, podpalooza, Palooza, Thomas. From Game House and uh, Talking TSM said, Would you agree that Hunter T lives or dies by Abadaga's performance?
2: Um, Dark Hoof will remind us that having a good mid laner is important. So I think to a certain degree, it's like, yeah, hard to, hard to be good if you have no spine on the map. You're just collapsing in. Um, I mean, I, I think certainly that over time, this roster feels like it is the steadiest in non-mid lane positions and that's honestly it's true for the entire history of the org um this roster is different because we've had the highest performances in mid as we have from any other iteration of the roster and those highs have resulted in us winning a title right so it's like that's domestically you can't get higher than that um so does it do we live or buy live or die uh i think it's i think it's it's probably like close to oversimplification, but I don't think it's wrong. You know, I I think it's, that does seem to be the way it goes for us.
1: I think like, if you look at the, if, if the context of this is like winning the title, then it's probably true. Um, but I think when it comes to just like winning week to week, I, I don't think so because we've had bad performances from him at different times where we've won. We've had bad performances from him at times where we've lost. And we have a strong enough set of talents that we can kind of rotate who's carrying at, when we're at our best, at least. So when it comes to the title, I would agree. But just in general, working towards playoffs, I I would disagree. Actually, I think like we have enough talent to work around it for the most part. Though certainly, you want you know you want your mid laner performing at his ceiling. Yeah. So, um, JC101 says Tabasco take. Oh, and I wanted to talk about this. Yes, I I wanted to bring this up. (laughs) JC101 says, Tabasco Take, bringing out evil geniuses Danny, EG Danny, is going to be the new meta to defeating EG. Banning out, excuse me, not bringing out, banning out him. It's going to be the new meta to beating EG. And it's Hunter T once again showing other teams how to beat the, quote, best team. And I love this. Yeah. I love this thought where it's like, hey, do you know what one of the things we do is is we solve the like good teams, <laughs> and so yeah. if they, you know, if they if they want to go far in the playoffs, they have to like, you know, counter our solution of their team. Yeah, it seems to kind of hold up <laughs> as of late. Um, the bands in this game, by the way, first round Philios, uh, also in the bot lane. First round was Yumi and Braum in the second. So. Hmm. Only one ban. Oh, I'm sorry. I was reading EG's bans. <laughs> Let this me back makes up. More sense. Sorry about yeah, that. Yep, yep. I was going to say, I felt like there were more when I was originally <laughs> thinking about this. So that's good. 100, from 100 Thieves, Seraphine was banned out. From band. Uh, Tom Kench support, right? Silas in mid. That was the first three bands, And then we had Jinx Misfortune. Yep. So yeah, we did toss, you know, four bands in the bot lanes direction. Uh, Danny... There were there were one or two times where it seemed like Danny might do Danny things in yep. this game, um, and he didn't really get a chance to. There's
2: just too much and damage. He
1: still ended up with, like I said, a, a pick that's emerging as like one of the power picks for bot lane in Kaisa now, maybe not necessarily in LCS yet, but in some other regions. So probably true, but it is. It, isn't it interesting? It's like we f- we can focus on one of the strengths again, <laughs> just like we did against summit right yeah. and kind of eliminate it from contention i mean no one could do anything from eg like i kind of like this take yeah it, i like the idea of the take i'm not sure 100 percent how true it is <laughs> i like it i think it's kind of true and i want it to be 100 percent true
2: i mean I, I, yeah i feel like you, you got to at least think about the idea that we're giant killers you know like summit see to have Happened to C nine twice. I'm sorry, C nine. Um, but then also, yeah, it did happen
1: to C nine twice. Alfari in Team Liquid.
2: Yeah, yep. Do we so much have a the direct hand in that? I can't remember if I guess the that was more like the final. You know, that we were the final nail in the coffin on that. Yeah. Um. Anyhow, yeah, I think it is. Uh, it's interesting. What it might do is it might force them to raise Danny in priority. Um. But then it opens up for more counterpicks. Mm -hmm. Like if that game probably goes differently if they pick Danny in the first three, I have to imagine just because it's, you know, getting the MF and the, the, uh, Jinx, I think it was right in the second round. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Narrowing of his pool. So yeah. Yeah. Good move.
1: Very good. Like it. Um, Crockpot says this weekend and more importantly, the EG game is why you should never doubt this team. They can turn it on as easy as flipping a switch and firing on all cylinders. I can't wait to collect number two soon. Of course, he's talking about titles. Then go on to dominate worlds, dominate in all caps (laughs) worlds that is, and then says, quote me. So, wow. Crockpot, very passionate believer in the potential of hundred thieves, which we commend. Yeah. How far are you riding with (laughs) Crockpot on this take?
2: Uh, One step at a time. Um, I mean, I got to say if, if we can, if we make it back to Worlds, I, I have to imagine we'll do better. So, if we can get there, I, I would start with the assumption that we are, you know, assuming that we, we get there in a good, like, good shape. Um, mm-hmm. I, would, I would like our chances to get out of groups. Um, assuming that we're playing at the top of our game, which is kind of what he's saying, is, yeah, flip the switch and we are. So, yeah. I won't say we're going to dominate worlds, but I think we can show up and have a strong showing for sure.
1: Yeah, I think uh, as far as collecting the LCS title number two, I think that that it's certainly like no one's going to dispute whether it's possible. It's definitely possible, mm-hmm. um, and I th- I said last week that I think that we can provide a real reckoning for EG in the playoffs. So I'm I'm good with that. I'm good with a LCS title prediction. And I'm open to the possibility of getting out of groups in worlds. Depends on our draw, you know. Yeah, a lot. Um, but like we had probably a will depend draw. on our seeding coming out of it. Yeah, yeah. We we have had the two times we've gone a <laughs> world. We had very bad draw both times. Yeah. So
2: historically bad. You
1: know, but we did beat we we absolutely picked apart the world champion in a game that had not. A ton of meaning to it but had meaning And implication to them mm-hmm. So you know there is That I'm not gonna ride as far As dominate worlds yeah. with Crockpot But I am gonna <laughs> Gonna tip the hat To Crockpot for the The genuine passion And belief in this team
2: You Like the confidence
1: uh, and by the way Looks like Ultra Chad genius If he's right Oh, so him, Take your shots Put him on that Take your shots. Okay. Uh, Sen says this split, the, or the split, like in general, the split is for limit testing. As long as we make playoffs and get to the summer finals and worlds, I don't care if we win the regular split games. However, very satisfying to rip into EG and to win. And I think we're both totally like, yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. Um, I, I like that. I think that's a credit to Sen for continuing to hit that line, right? Limit testing and trying things for sure.
1: Send super consistent. A max legit says with seven games left this split, I predict that Hunter hundred T will finish with their best split win percentage in franchise history. Wow. To do so, they need to win five more games surpassing their previous record of 66 point or uh, two thirds of their game. Right. Uh, So spring of 2018, we were 12 and six summer of 21. We were 18 and nine Um, spring of this year. 12 and 6. Hmm. So seven games left. We need to win five of them. Hmm. Seems possible,
2: right? Seems possible. We've already got E.G. out of the way for the second round, Robin.
1: hmm Seems likely even.
2: Dare
3: I say. I don't know, man. I don't know. Five out of seven?
2: I mean, again, I don't think we're gonna I don't think we're gonna overchase this. I don't think we're going to say I,
1: I don't think yeah I don't think we're going to go hard and I bet one of those losses is going to be against a doo team <laughs> but I think in fact I think five and seven is probably the exact record that we will go
2: five of seven
1: yeah yeah okay yeah five of yeah not five and seven that's a lot more games <laughs> than I
2: thought we had left but sure okay
1: we'll <laughs> uh, yeah we'll look we'll look forward to the schedule for next week in a little bit um Connor I says, I think Hundred T clearly has the highest ceiling of any team in the LCS. When things click, Hundred T is unbeatable, and have a real opportunity to make an impact at Worlds. We saw that last year, beating the eventual World champs EDG. The real issue is when we run it down. Sometimes we really run it down. (laughs) If we get hot in playoffs again, or get hot in Worlds, we by far have the best chance of doing damage for NA, in my opinion.
3: Yeah.
2: Who who wants a hot Hundred Thieves in their group in their playoff bracket it all it all does come down to that i mean look i think that is the thing let's let's not mince our words that is the thing that will determine the long term like the legacy of this team is this team a one and done they just couldn't find a way to bring it back consistently um or are they going to continue to win things and that's the that's the puzzle for them to solve can they find a way to peak at the right time and the tricky thing is can you peak at the right time win the lcs can you then peak at the, r- the right time again <laughs> and play well at worlds like that's a really tough thing to do um but yeah I, you drop
1: those games against grx or whatever and yeah then, <laughs> exactly yeah. and then beat t1 right. and EDG, right right yeah we'll see um i'll say the only thing I do think e g when they play super well, they also have a very high ceiling.
2: absolutely. We saw
1: that I, you know, and I, I probably said it earlier, but when they played in, in spring finals, it seemed to be like the exact right moment for them lightning in a bottle, right yep hard to picture anybody beating them at that point so they have they have a super high ceiling as well, right um, so I think assuming they can click in that real way and assuming that they made it all the way through the growing pains of being at worlds or being at MSI, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they could, they could probably do damage for NA as well. So yeah. I will say this. I don't think both of our teams are going to do it at the same time. I think it'll be one of us.
2: Ooh, that would be a series though. Boy, if it did happen, that would be fun to watch.
1: Yeah, Ooh. that would be. um, Bamatide says, pretty good to see this week. Still unsure as to why it takes so long to put Abadaga on comfort. A full damage comp is easily a good decision and should continue to be played. Um, clearly, we saw the benefits of that comp <laughs> in, the, in the EG game. Yep. So, hard to disagree with that. Though I will say, we, we've we seen some very good games out of 100 Thieves when Abadaga has been on either a Rome setup champ or like a more supportive. Right. Mm -hmm. So we have had those games. So I can kind of see why it, you know, it takes a while to figure it out, especially if performance is variable, right? Like, if there's some variance in the performance, it's like, okay, we're not sure when we're clicking on what and what's the right thing for him to play at the moment. But I do have trust that we'll get there in the end. Yeah. Um, Anything else on that?
2: Um, I'll just add it's, you know, I I have to imagine a comp like this doesn't come along that often. Like, I, I, it feels a little bit to me like, e.g. fell asleep at the draft wheel and then when they woke up they were driving head head first into full damage comp and they're like oh no we've made a mistake here so you know th- i don't know if we should expect to be able to reliably pull this kind of thing um but yeah if we if we can absolutely that's a that's a good look um
1: curly from flight check says current the current meta favors a mid and top focus and Abadaga has returned to form at the perfect time. Do you think he's found his rhythm or has Hunter hundred T shifted towards enabling him? Hmm. So, and he gives us examples of that more ganks giving playmaking champs, etc. I,
2: I, I think there are a lot of oopsies that we saw from Abadaga where it's just honestly, yeah. it was just misplays. It was like being caught out bad positioning. Um, now he, he has been hard camped in some games too. Uh, Yes. Very often. Yeah. So it's I don't think it's all his, but even even mid to late game, I think it was when he was having his hardest time. Um I think there are a fair number of those where it's like it just it feels to me like that's a lot tighter, which is which is so good to see. Um and when you play the game tighter, or or when you are able to push your advantage in lane and really punish your opponent, it makes it so much easier to play around you. So I think it's probably a little bit of a both and, you know, we have given the team the opportunity to actually play through mid and not just try to keep mid from falling apart, right? Which feels like an important.
1: It's weird for me because I don't feel like we typically like try and play through the mid lane. Mm-hmm. I think there have been times like this Azir game where we have played through the mid laner later on, right? But it never sure. feels like our focus is on slamming and getting that mid t- tier one tower down as soon as we can and whatever. It doesn't seem like we play. That way I and and I that's why I was so surprised when I brought up that first blood stat for abadaga how he has like the both the most by any mid laner by a lot.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, that was really like, uh, you know, surprising to me. So maybe I've got I've got the wrong read on it, but it it does seem like when we've been thinking about our strategy that more often we choose to carry in other ways. Like it's like closer is like really helping someday or he's visiting bot a lot or maybe closer himself is the carry Mm -hmm. or whatever. It seems to be more consistent in that way. Um, and I think that maybe some of like the more ganks and attention from closer that Abadaga has seemingly got, which I'm not, you know, I would need to really like see the stats and the analysis on that to see if that's really the case, but it seems reasonable and plausible. Um, that may be reactionary to the fact that Abidaga like the strat from other teams, is apparently to camp Abidaga. Right. So that may just be reaction to that. I don't know. Yep. Uh, it's a good question. I'm not totally sure on that. Um, okay, two more. And you're gonna have to forgive me because I don't know how to pronounce your last name, David uh, Chaznick, maybe. Chaznik, Chaznik, s j a yeah. Z and u um, k says lCS expands to twenty teams similar to the NHL. each team can only protect two players. Oh. who do you protect from hundred T?
3: yo that's a good question Ooh. I mean, I think you've got to protect oh it's so hard to say.
1: Isn't it right? It's like harder than you think. Yeah, it is. I've got my opinion though. Okay.
2: I'll, I'll go. I'm not going to take all time. Um, I'll go closer because I think Mm -hmm. he's the heart and soul. And I think number one pick. Yep. Playoff closer is real thing. Um, and this is the question, Cole, it's FBI or it's Abadaga. And it's, and I got to say, I, I think about Abadaga because we've seen how painful it is to not have a reliable option in mid and I think FBI is just somebody who can, who can pull you. I'll, I'll lean close. I'll go Abadaga. I'll give an answer. I'll say Abadaga right now. If this is for next season, I'm going Abadaga going with it.
1: I actually came down with the exact same yes. picks as you. Yes. I also think Abadaga closer for sure. Yeah. I can be persuaded on the others, but I got, yeah. Mid lane really hard to get right. And yep. people are talking about FBI and who he has like a duo, keep the duo together. Well, mid and jungle is a duo as well. And, you know, those are import players, um, the hard to acquire, hard to get right positions. We've got, we're three deep in the top lane, basically,
0: Yeah, honestly. <laughs> even
1: yeah. though I love all the guys and I don't want to see any of the guys go right. But, yeah. but I think I'll take, I think I'll take mid jungle. All right. And then final question is also a good one from Nick Moore. And maybe we'll need some time with this, but what are your top three to five moments from 100 tees, un, uh, 100 regular season oh victories? So, gosh. as pointed out by Amax Legit, um, this win over EG was our 100th regular season win in franchise history, so not including playoffs. Yes. Yeah, love that. Uh, so, top three to five moments from those victories. Do you want me to go yeah, first? Please, I'll stall for you to waste time, though I may say ones that are going to be yeah, yours. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I don't, And I, I don't really have a prepared answer, but I kind of, like, so let me go, this is loosely okay. like three to one, not one to three, okay. right? I remember the contracts uh, running in on Olaf with the Karma buff <laughs> against C9 stupid. and Pastry Time saying it's so stupid <laughs> when we were in the middle of dismantling C9. Yeah. When they were seen as invincible, right, and we just totally like pulled them apart. That that was so good to me.
2: That was hundred T pre CLG before we shipped them Poom Luger contracts. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome.
1: Um, and then I'm going to say this is just feeling, so don't hold me to this, right? But I'm going to say number two, I might put the Abadaga quadra kill from this past weekend because wow. stakes were ultra high, ultra high against, uh, against EG. So it's, it's like for me, like I lean towards these big wins against EG C9 or team liquid. Right. Um, who cares about TSM? <laughs> so I think that might be up there. That was insane. Yep. Uh, oh gosh, Crockpot brought up one that I should probably, Mm-hmm. I should probably toss in there as maybe actually maybe this is number two so maybe we'll put we'll bump mine down and the one I just said goes into three the who Lissandra flank to win against was it clutch I think that was mine one of mine for sure in a- number two and then the first one number one has got to be the someday one V two under turret that we were there in yes, person for yep. the Urgot play against Hooney and whoever the jungler was yeah that was so disgusting. And we were there for it. And you can hear my voice on the, on the broadcast in the crowd going nuts uh, about that play. I could not believe it. It's one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. Anyway, that's just off the top of my head. You go.
2: Um, I'm going to go...
1: I think for, And by the way AJ Becks pointed out His base save somebody's base save As oh, I'm assuming He's talking about Jack's clutch gaming I think that was playoffs Wasn't that playoffs
2: I don't know I can't remember
1: I, That's the reason I'm not saying that but, So if that wasn't A playoffs game Then yeah
2: put it I think that. what we've learned From this, this exercise Which is great Nick Thank you for sending this through Is I know right It's, it's hard perfect to pick. It's really hard to pick I will give you the, the three that come to mind For me first One of them is The hoohee Flank It was just Such a beautiful Perfect setup um i'm gonna add a couple more to the list one for me and this might come as a surprise it's the the ryu game where he was playing a akali and he had m- multiple just you know like all against clg the, in the, the thinnest base thinnest of all possible margins he had it, it was like no the game was over we had lost and suddenly ryu gets uh, two kills and it's like oh they've only got three people now they can't end so it just th- those were those were unbelievable to me, and that was early. Thieves, I love that, and I think that for me I gotta go with the someday Lucian destroying William Golden Guardians. Ends, I think it was Golden Guardians, uh, where he just he was playing a different video game entirely, and you <laughs> was, uh, it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair, and the game ended, and it was because of someday. Ah, uh, okay, let me
1: make a note. So it appears I was kind of pulling this up because you guys may or may not know this, but we make a top plays of every season video and we put it on our channel. So I went to the 2018 top plays to see number one, which is the someday Jack's defense against clutch. It does appear. That was a regular season. Wow. One. So that it looks like someday it was week three of one of the huge, splits. I
2: think it's the call. Someday
1: out. is freaking huge is the call out. So <laughs> I put the link to our 2018 one in there in yes. case you want to relive that the 2019 video. You might want to, that was not quite as interesting to be honest, even though the the play I mentioned, the 1v2 under turret, is in that one. And then we have 2020 and 2021 on our channel as well. So yeah. go and enjoy those. Should
2: we, should we link those in the pod description or something or the YouTube? I don't know. Yeah, if maybe. I mean, I'm
1: tossing them out in chat yeah. too for those who are who are caring about this. Yeah, if you didn't but yeah, know. Uh, this
2: is a fun thing we do.
1: We are very much into debating what the best plays are <laughs> and everything. <laughs> yeah. That is... That is right up our alley. So we yep. really love the question from Nick. Yeah. And uh, let me pull up this. Let me pull up the 2021 video as well before we move on to make predictions. Jordan, um, we are playing what are not seeming to be the strongest teams <laughs> this upcoming
2: week. Yeah. Now, yep.
1: we've got, uh, I think Dignitas is a Saturday game. Yeah, Dignitas is the Saturday game. They're two and nine in tenth place. They lost to C9 and FlyQuest in the past week. What you got?
2: Beat
3: them. Anything? No.
2: They're just not. They're 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 bottom of the table. Look, I know in the past we have had a hard time with doing fast. We're we're at the point, Cole, in our arc where I will not pick against us uh, against a low or lower third of the table team. This is foreshadowing um, until we lose again. So my my <laughs> predictions will be easy and straightforward from here on out. This is a dub.
1: I think uh, yeah, we got the Dignitas monkey off our back yeah. already. Yeah, and I think we d- we're comfortable against them again. Um, they don't look particularly threatening, so I'm going to call that a dub as well. The discussion around game two is a little more interesting, right? We have Immortals, who are tied in eighth place, sitting at three and eight. They did beat TSM, top of the table team. TSM. Oh wait, my notes were wrong. Um, <laughs> Also tied for 8th place TSM Uh uh-huh, yeah, yeah But at the same team At the same time uh, A lot of people seem to be Saying some uh, Positive things About Immortals Yeah What are you thinking
2: uh, Is this
1: trap game Weekend for us
2: I mean Look Our guy Kenby Had a good game For himself uh, They did a, a couple of Ill-advised moves Against an Aatrox Which is to stand All within One queue <laughs> Multiple times <laughs> <laughs> Turns out not a great play against Aatrox. I think it's I think we beat them. Um I think it's fine.
1: And Silky Milkman in chat. Good name. Um great name. calling out that dignitas is unbeatable and River strikes fear in my heart. <laughs> I didn't want to gloss over this. River does have like a thing for us. I think River <laughs> plays he shows out against us, too, yeah, yeah, yeah. but not worried. But anyway, the thing the thing is with the the Immortals team, I think it's like the trending pick for like oh, like maybe they're a little bit better now, maybe they're improving. Fortunately, we're not the team that has to like be the guinea pig that sh- that demonstrates that, right? Yep. I think we have a bit of an advanced warning and fortunately since we don't have a strong team to focus on other than them, you know, cuz yeah, like yeah, if yeah. we were right. if we were playing like hey, if we're playing like C9 or Team Liquid, in this same week, well, who knows how strong those teams are. But if we're playing, if we're playing them, <laughs> maybe I quest. should say FlyQuest, right, Curly? Yeah. Uh, if we're playing them, uh, you know, maybe it's a little different because it's like you're focusing on the big team and not preparing for you know the weaker. And it comes a trap game, but it's like Immortals is the team to prepare for right. of the two for us this week. So the only way we lose this is if we do something really funky. And I don't, I honestly don't think we're going to. I don't think we're going to be cut off guard. I don't think we're going to do anything funky for that game. Maybe Dignitas, but not for that game. Um, so could be wrong there, but I yeah I think a two zero weekend. I will admit, as Jat pointed out, that uh, yeah, actually <laughs> Jat Jat said you know that Hundred Thieves is going to lose one of these games this Saturday. <laughs> he said you can you can already chalk it. Yep, they're going to lose one of these. So the bold prediction from Jat. At the same time, it seems kind of true. This is right around where we tend to lose a weird game. And if we do, so, pull. as much as I want to be like, no, Jack, you're yeah. wrong. He's kind of right. Usually.
2: And this if we do, how worried will you be?
1: I will be exactly as worried as I am right now.
2: That's right. <laughs> it was in a constant state of panic. So maximum <laughs> worry at all times. It makes it easy. You don't have to try to figure out if you should be or not. You just always press the, the blow it up button if you see it. Just blow it up. Yeah. Start it. Scratch.
1: Blowed Constant up. red alert. <laughs> DEFCON 5 or whatever it is. Is it 1? Constant it one? state of 100 Thieves. DEFCON 1? Yeah. This is it reverse or Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I think we're heading towards the 2 weekend. I sure hope I'm right. Um, but I had a fun time on this podcast with you, my friend. I
2: did too. This is a fun time.
1: I'm so glad we're friends.
2: <laughs> Me too. And I'm glad that we talk about 100 Thieves for an extended amount of time. Sometimes longer than we planned to. <laughs>
1: well definitely longer than we played to tonight this was a long one but a good one but a good one Very there's good a lot
2: one. to say uh i'm glad we said yeah, it. yeah. i'm glad chat you were here with us if you're listening yeah, and thanks. not watching live consider watching us live 8 30 p.m best time zone uh central and mondays that's it don't even have to say it yeah care.
1: well we'll see you next monday at this time we will also most likely see you on thursday we haven't Yes.
2: plans but I think we will see you on point as to yes well so yeah.
1: yep. follow us on Twitter I'll ch- dump this in chat really quick follow us on Twitter to make sure that you are abreast of the situation and uh we will see you then and then after a couple of dubs this weekend. Yeah. So as always we will say we love you and we miss you already. Take it LA.
0: Crazy. LA all I I ever asked you one.